You're listening to Crypto Rich and Fabulous, your source for the latest Web3 trends, gossip, and innovation through a female lens. Sorry, not sorry, crypto bros. (laughs) Okay, everybody, let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Crypto Rich and Fabulous podcast. Today, we're excited to take a deeper dive into the topic of diversity in Web3. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and thanks for being here today. Hi, Alicia. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. And Sav is here, our special guest. We're so excited to have you. How are you doing today? Hi, everyone. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to start chatting about all that we have planned for today. Yeah, we are really happy that you were able to join us today for this important topic. Yeah, you know, diversity, I think, is a topic that doesn't get talked about enough. And when it does, it can be uncomfortable at times. But I do think it's so important. I think it's definitely valuable. And again, I, you know, us talking about it helps us get perspectives out there that some people may have not experienced themselves. So I think by sharing those stories can kind of give other people all across the board different um, aspects of that. And so I'm proud to be part of this conversation as a Latina. And so, yeah, I'm really excited to dive in deeper. Yeah. And most people don't realize that I actually have a a pretty multicultural family with people from all around the globe, from Portugal, Morocco to North America, England and Ireland. Plus, I grew up in Appalachia, <laughs> or, or as some people say it, Appalachia. So, um, you know, so that's part of the reason why I want to, do- uh, you know, dive into this conversation, because representation does matter. And if we can help lead that conversation to help break barriers, we definitely want to do so. So with that being said, Saf, we are here to chat with you and to help elevate your own struggles. And we definitely want to hear, you know, your why and, you know, why you are in the Web3 space and why it's so important to you. Yeah, for sure. But uh, hi, everybody. So I'll give a little intro on myself. Uh, My name is Saf and um, or my full name is Safra Peters. I go by Saf in Web3. So that's probably how you know me. Um, but yeah, I have been an artist for about a couple years now. Not hasn't been that long. I started doing art in 2019, um, like digital art. But before that, I was into photography. So always really like into my honed into my creativity. Um, and it wasn't until last year that I started doing art full time and made this my full time career. Um, in terms of Web3, though, I came into the Web3 space around ooh, October 2021. I think that was like the peak for a lot of people of like entering. Um, and yeah, I essentially found out about Web3 through an old boss as well as some friends. It was kind of a whole bunch of different aspects that led me here. And, um, I was onboarded kind of through watching Gary V videos as well as learning about World of Women. And it wasn't until I learned about World of Women that it really clicked for me what this space can be and like all it can become. And originally, like I saw it as an opportunity for me to just sell my art in, an, in another light and in another way. And so, and that's kind of why I originally joined was just kind of to have another platform for my art. 
But it wasn't until I came into this community, I learned a lot. So I obviously learned about all the different gaps there were between gender, but also between like people of color, um, especially women of color in the space, like how many people there are of us. um, And also like where the sales are, like who is getting the sales. And it's very seldom women of color. And I'll talk about that more later. But yeah, so once I learned a lot of that, it was really important to me to like use this platform and like get on this next wave of the internet to kind of make my mark and help create a platform for other women of color too. Because I feel like oftentimes, um, you know, we get left behind <laughs> in a lot of different industries and avenues. It's sad to say, but it, it is the truth. Um, whether that's like a barrier of entry, not enough resources, or people just kind of not including us. Um, there's a lot of different reasons. And so, yeah, when I kind of learned about different disparities, I wanted to like, yes, continue to create art in Web3 and beyond, but also kind of create community and just like uplift other women of color as well to take up space in this place. Yeah. Can you share a bit about, um, you know, how you got into Web3? I know you were saying things, but what sparked that curiosity? Yeah, so it's actually a really funny and kind of random story. So um, I have like two of my friends, they work in user design, like user experience. And so one of my friends had a cousin who's really into NFTs. And so in the group chat, you know, when it went random night, it just got brought up that, you know, her cousin had ended up selling an NFT for whatever, however much ETH at the time. It was a lot. And so, you know, we were just kind of talking about it and sharing about it. And I had no like no information on NFTs at this point. I was kind of just listening in and, you know, being like a little creeper in the background, listening to the conversation. Um, And then I kind of just like forgot about it after this. Then coincidentally, that same week, my boss at the time, I was working in marketing at a university. And at that time, my boss had actually mentioned it to me. He's like, hey, like, I know you're an artist. There's this thing called NFTs. You should look into it. Again, I kind of just brushed it off. I think I read like one article. I'm like, okay, it came up again. Let me try to research. I read one article and I was so overwhelmed. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. This sounds way too high tech for me. And that was like, I I wish I didn't do that (laughs) because I probably would have like, I don't know, like rolled the boat, like rolled. I would have started sooner, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of just got intimidated by the technology and just like turned it away. Um, And then later, it wasn't until like, this is fast forward to when I actually joined like October ish, I think I said, Um, again, me and my friends were talking about it in the group chat. And that night, um, Gary V was doing one of those, oh, respond to me and I'll send you an NFT. And my friend tweeted at him and he sent her a world of women NFT. And um, that was like her first ever NFT. And it was a huge deal. And she was blowing up on Twitter. And so she was like, obviously, in the group chat, like so excited. And so I'm like, what the hell? Like, what is this? Like, I wanted to explore it. So I'm like, why is this such a big deal? And that's how I started researching Gary Vee and world of women was because of all the excitement that she was getting from getting this picture and this JPEG. I'm like, why is this so like, you know, exciting? And then, yeah, I learned about World of Women. I saw all that they were doing for the community um, through their art that Yam had made and just like all the differences they were making through art. And I was like, what the heck? I can do this too. So, yeah. I, I like that. You're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I want yeah, in. Yeah, I'm like, like why, are, why are people getting so excited over a little piece of art? But yeah, obviously yeah. it was more than that. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a, yeah, that's a really fun story. 
I know I would just freak out at the part of Gary V like sending and then like your Twitter just blowing up. Like I would be like, what is going on? Like <laughs> not understanding the full capacity of it. Yeah, exactly. You kind of once that happens, you kind of have to take a deeper like a deeper dive and say, why is this so important? Like, why is this such a huge deal? And you don't want to be left out. And at that point, I think the fact that it was brought up to me three different instances, I was like, hey, this is definitely like the universe telling me this is a path I need to explore more and kind of jump on right now. So it was, I think, a sign really. Good old Gary Vee. <laughs> Quick break. Thanks for tuning in and a special thanks to our sponsors, FabFitFun, the world's best shopping club, BetterHelp, get happier with access to licensed therapists, and LinkedIn Learning, where you can learn business, creative, and technology skills. Support these amazing sponsors by clicking the link that speaks most to you in our show notes. Okay, let's jump back in. So um, can you tell a bit about, um, you know, where you're family's from or you're from I know you're in Canada right now and just you know what you represent overall yeah absolutely so um I am first second generation I always get confused between the differences between first and gen- second everyone has a different definition but essentially my parents immigrated to Canada here uh from India my dad when he was about 20 and my mom around like 27 um and they And then I was born here in Canada, but uh, my roots are in India, Um, born and raised here. And I think I visited there like four times in my whole life. Oddly enough, off topic, but I've been having a strong calling to go visit again. So if you guys see me there within the next year, you know why. But yeah, so uh, that's kind of a little bit about where I'm from. I grew up in a town, kind of like a suburb town, uh, like 30 minutes outside of Toronto. So it's uh, it's called Brampton. If you're from here, you know it. If you're not, you might not know it. But I always like to represent my city because there are so many creative people that come from this city. And uh, oftentimes, because it's like more of a suburb, people feel like they have to go to the big city to get all the resources. And so um, I think it's so important to just like highlight community and highlight everything, all the different wonderful creatives that are being born literally in the city. Off topic, but (laughs) I would say in terms of uh, Kelly, you had asked what I represent as a whole. Um, I kind of made notes on this because I was like, what do I represent as a whole? And honestly, I think recently I've been really in tune with where I am and what I'm doing, especially as an artist. You know, I'm finding that confidence in myself and um, just everything that I'm creating. And so I would say because of that, um, I represent creativity, um, abundance and creating the life that I want to live simply by my story of like taking that jump to pursue arts full time. Uh, I think people often have this mindset of like, uh, you know, the struggling artist, um, or, you know, this, the, the hungry artist, artist that's like struggling all the time. And that really comes from like a limiting, a limiting belief mindset, because if you want to make something your full time career, and you approach it from like the perspective of, abundance there is no struggle there is no like hunger like you can make it happen because um yeah I know I feel like if you work hard enough at something there's no way that you can fail right so yeah like oftentimes people ask me like oh you're an artist is that sustainable heck yeah it's sustainable you just have to put your mind to it and really approach it with abundance and be grateful for every single opportunity that you get whether it's big or small and they will keep coming so yeah I agree. <laughs> I I agree on that because 
yeah, it's all about, I think, I think a lot of it is mindset. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, I started doing like cycling classes and my instructor, it's so random, but she always tells us, she's like, you can go harder. Like your body is capable of so much. It's your mind that's holding you back. Um, so that's something that I carry with me beyond the gym and beyond cycling. Cause it's like, it's my mind that's telling me I can't do it, but in actuality, I, I can do it. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you know, Saf, I, I love your answer to that. Like you wanted to think about what do I represent as a whole? Right. And I think a lot of people don't think of that, but now that you kind of have that perspective and it didn't happen overnight, right? Like I feel like we all have things that happen to us that really transition that focus or that uh, perspective of where we're going and how we want to get there. But have there been certain moments or struggles that you had to face, you know, being a minority, right? Like, and seeing yourself in one way, as opposed to like what other people see you, like what struggles did you face? And, you know, how did you get through those? Yeah, I love this question. I think first and foremost, like the first thing that comes to my head is the struggle of who I am and where I came from. Like I know in a lot of ethnic cultures, pursuing the arts is not something that's very much encouraged a lot of the times, specifically in my culture. Like I said, I'm Indian. So my parents, you know, they're they're immigrants. So they have this mindset of you have to work hard. And for that security, you know, be a doctor, be a teacher, be a lawyer, an engineer, like, you know, these kind of career paths that are safe, quote unquote. And so that was a struggle for me growing up, because I like I said, I've always been a creative person. I've always had this itch for creativity. But I was told that it wasn't something that I could pursue full time. So that was very discouraging, um, of course. And I know now, like my my family doesn't doubt me for taking this leap and and they do support me. But of course, when you've grown up and like this mindset has been stilled for you, not even just from your parents, but like from your aunties and uncles, from your grandparents, from your friends and families, like it, it goes beyond just your immediate family. So of course, this is something that's always in the back of my head. Like, am I making a mistake by doing this? Like, should I be getting like a, should I go back to my nine to five? Um, so that's definitely been a struggle because I think it, it shows up in a lot of ethnic cultures. And that's just like, again, the, the mindset of like, um, you know, you want to feel secure and you want to feel safe because there have been struggles in the past to get to where they are now. So I, I get where it, it comes from, but um, I think it, it takes courage to kind of go against that and, and kind of have your plan and, and follow through with your plan and like turn those voices off and really trust in yourself. Um, and I think like taking it into the web three perspective, um, I think that, I don't know, I feel like, like I said, when I first joined the space and I still notice it, even though there are more efforts now, I definitely still notice that it feels like a lot of minorities, um, we, we get left out of certain conversations. Um, like, you know, let's say you're on a stage speaking, you may not be the, like, they may not throw the mic to you to like request to you. You, you might have to be the one requesting versus like, if you were a white male, it'd probably be way different. You know what I mean? You'd probably been be thrown the mic to come up and speak. And so there's that. Um, there's also the fact of like, I think I mentioned this earlier, but getting left out of collector's wallets, like, um, you know, you may not be taken as seriously, um, which is really frustrating because I personally experienced that. So it almost feels like, you have to work twice as hard. So not only do I have to like be an artist and like wanting to learn and grow my skills, but now I also have to figure out how I'm going to stand out in this crowd and like 
tried to be seen by by collectors because I am who I am, you know, so that that gets really difficult. Um, and so personally, to, to help this, I try to like stay in certain crowds, I stay out of those crypto bro spaces, like, the ones where they just all talk over each other. I know we've all been in those ones. I stay out of those. Um, I try to very specifically go to spaces um, hosted by women, women of color. Um, I love Shira Lazar's spaces. She does a lot of like women in Web3. And she does a really great job of bringing a lot of different diverse women on her stage to speak to them and get their perspectives. And so these are the kind of spaces that I like to just be in and surround myself in because uh, I don't know, I feel like you are who you surround yourself with. So if you're around these negative people who make you feel like crap, of course, you're going to feel like crap. But if you are around the people who are uplifting other people who look like you and encouraging you, then it helps you as an artist and as a, just a person, a woman of color, you know, whatever intersection you may fall at, it really helps you kind of encourage you and pushes you to where you need to be. Oh, my gosh, yes. And I can relate to a lot of that, you know, as a fellow artist. And of course, as a Latina, it it is hard, you know, especially when you feel like you have to be seen and you have to validate yourself and your value behind your work and all of that. So next question, like what was, I guess, a good like validating point in your career as an artist? What made you feel like I am doing this? I can do this. Like what gave you that value and that worth to continue on? There has been a lot of different moments, but the one that comes to my mind is one that happened literally last week. And it was like so beautiful. It brought me to tears. So um, to set the context, pretty much I applied for this artist residency um, kind of in Toronto and about and it was super excited about it. It was like a six month residency. You know, they help you create a project, whatever. Long story short, um, I didn't get the residency, but through the application, the company who was running the residency, they actually reached out to me um, to create murals. So for three different storefronts in my hometown. So like I said, I don't live in Toronto. I live outside of Toronto. And so this company, I guess they saw my really deep rooted connection to my hometown. And because of that, like the client, their client was the city, like the city of Brampton. And so they asked me to create these murals. Um, and it was pretty crazy because like the way that they came about it was like, they felt my style really matched what the client, aka the city was looking for, um, which was kind of like a hometown feel and it matches the theme that they were going to for. So it really felt like, you know, I was curated for this opportunity. Um, and not only that, like, because it was, you know, I was born and grew up here. And of course, like I moved away for school, but inevitably I ended up coming back. And like I said, I've just been so involved with the arts community here because it's so new. And so it just really felt like a full circle moment. The fact that like they handpicked me for this thing. And now my art is going to be um, this summer, it's going to be on three different storefronts. Right. And so it felt really validating to me to just be like, wow, like this is like, I'm active in the community. I'm, I'm trying to be more involved, you know, um, I'm actually curating a gallery for uh, South Asian Heritage Month in May um, for local artists. So that that's going to be happening. So it's like all these efforts that I'm putting in to help build the community here for like, you know, people of color and minorities is like, like kind of like the universe rewarding me, like you're doing so much. And now here's your spot to be taking up at these storefronts in this town. So that was like a beautiful moment for me. And in that app, like any applications I submit, I make it so clear what my mission is. And literally what I just said is to amplify other women of color to take up space. Like, I'm not joking. That is the sentence that's in there. And so 
you know, sometimes I, I get scared when I apply for things because I'm like, well, maybe people like it doesn't align or like it's too one way or another and people might not want to like, you know, accept my application because like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, people are weird and you, you get doubt, but to be able to like actually be chosen for something because of that is like, it was so like amazing. Like I absolutely loved it. Well, congratulations. That's a huge, huge accomplishment and very exciting. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. And I think it's a good lesson in just going for it. And, you know, you don't know what the outcome might be or you don't know who you might meet or, you know, I've, I know in the past I've gone to events and I'm like, do I really want to go? And then I push myself to go and you just, you know, meet someone or you apply for something and you don't get it, but you got something else. So that is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and honestly, the worst thing somebody can do is say no. And then what what happens then? Nothing. Like you move on, right? So literally just like what you said, Kelly, just go for it. Yeah, that's what I've, yeah, that's what I've actually told people before because when they're afraid I'm like well what's the worst thing that could actually happen and that's like what I tell myself in my head <laughs> it's like no you don't want to speak in front of the crowd but like what's what could really happen like what's the yeah worst and I you love fall that. And I think- off embarrass yourself I've done it so it's already happened <laughs> I know and I've I've recently changed my perspective instead of what's the worst thing that could happen I ask myself well what's the best that could happen because we always condition our minds to think about the worst possible thing but there can be such amazing outcomes that we're not thinking of. So like, yeah, what's the worst that could happen? But like, what is the best that can happen? And you know? Yeah. And sometimes you like the best better happens than the best (laughs) to you. For everyone listening, um, you know, why from your perspective is diversity so important in Web3 and beyond? Yeah, no. So I think diversity is important, like you said, yeah, in Web3 and beyond. And I think because of who we are and where we come from, we all see the world in a different way. And I think if certain people, like, let's say, for example, if if white males continue to be on top, and I'm just using it as an example, if they continue to be like running all the companies, um, you know, making all the decisions, then they're only going to be building things for them. Like they will not see all the different issues that are happening in other communities because it doesn't apply to them and they've never lived that experience, right? And so nothing in this world is going to change. We're going to continue to see disparities, not only in just art, and in Web3, like the issues I mentioned before, but also at a larger scale in terms of like global, like housing and food scarcity and so much more. And so I feel like diversity really offers perspectives from a wider range of lived experiences. Um, like, for example, like Alicia is loud and proud that she's a Latina artist, right? But like Alicia's lived experience yes, we are both women of color, but we have very different lived experiences, right? Like not only is she Latina and I'm Indian, but she lives in America. I live in Canada, right? And not only that, there's just so many more intersections of who we are. And so her perspective on something is going to be so different from my perspective. And so it's so important that like we work together to get all those different perspectives and to just build something that's larger than all of it, right? We can build build together and collaborate. So that's why I think it's super important is to make sure that we're building for everyone. Um, and we're trying to trying our best to, you know, kind of rid of those disparities that we see in Web3 and beyond. Yeah, for sure. And I think you hit the, you know, nail on the head with we all have different stories, like point blank period. Everybody's journey is different and we can all learn from each other. And I think that's just the key takeaway that learning 
uh, enhances. Like look at AI, right? Like we're teaching AI to learn based off of everybody's input. Why can't we do the same? So I, I love that. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. And I think there's a lot of good advice there and insights. And um, definitely, I think some big takeaways for me and things to remember, you know, trust yourself and also, you know, go for it because, you know, you might not even be able to imagine how great the outcome will be. Yeah. So thank you for coming and diving in (laughs) on this topic with us. Um, So do you have one uh, final piece of advice that you would like to share or something that kind of just sums up, like if there's one thing people can take away? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like uh, there's a lot, but (laughs) I feel like I dropped a lot. But I would say like if I had to sum it up, um, my biggest piece of advice is to just trust in yourself and trust in what you're doing. There's going to be a lot of outside voices telling you, you can't do something, or you're not going to be good at this, or like, who are you? Like the imposter syndrome is going to be like, who are you to quit your job and do this full time and blah, 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 blah. But my advice would be to trust yourself and trust your gut. And like, if it means turning off your phone for a day and just to like, write out your thoughts and write out your dreams, do that. If it means going on a hike and going on a walk by yourself, do that. Whatever it takes for you to just like be alone and be one with your thoughts to really tune into what it is that you want and what your inner voice is saying, do what you have to do. Um, Because once you're in tune with what you want, you'll be able to trust yourself more. Um, and something that actually somebody recommended is going on artist dates <laughs> and just kind of spending time with yourself. So um, the recommendation was like going to a coffee shop alone. I'm going to go to a butterfly conservat- con- whoa, conservatory tomorrow alone because I don't know. I just think that's cute. I don't need somebody to go with me. I just want to go on a little date by myself to like find inspiration. And so different things like that, just like connecting with yourself will help you trust yourself more and love yourself more. Um, and thus, you'll be able to tune out the voices when they're telling you no, because you believe in yourself and you know that the answer is yes, and not it's not no. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you again for joining us. We're happy you were able to come in today. And that is some great advice. And have fun on your butterfly date. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me and for this lovely conversation. Um, And I mean, if anybody wants to message me or be in touch, my um, Twitter, you can DM me on Twitter. It's Sapra Peters. And it's kind of, my name is spelled S-A-P-H-E-R-A and then Peters. So you can send me a DM if any of this resonated with you and you want to connect. Okay. Amazing. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, Sa, for being with us today. I enjoyed the conversation with everything about diversity, and I think you did drop a lot of gems. So I'm I'm excited for everybody to listen in to today's episode, and y'all better go follow her, check out her work, and ensure you get something because she has a lot of great stuff, and I have some pieces of hers as well. Thanks for listening. If you liked today's show, please feel free, leave a rating and a review. Until next time, keep it crypto rich and fab.